0: city's source for business and investing news. This is the Biz 1440.
1: KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With well, SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden has ordered flags across the country to be at half-staff in honor of Senator Dianne Feinstein. In a White House proclamation, the president said lowering the flags to half-staff is a mark
2: of respect for Feinstein, who died this week at the age of 90. Mr. Biden remembered the late senator as a pioneering American. Feinstein was the longest-serving
1: female senator in U.S. history. It's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reporting. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Feinstein was a senator who made a big difference during her lifetime.
3: Diane was a trailblazer in her beloved home state of California. And our entire nation are better for her dogged advocacy and diligent service.
1: Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away this week at the age of 90. More on these stories at srnnews.com.
0: There are no words to describe it the isolation, the boredom, the loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports. It's so much more than a game.
4: This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
3: More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we can't let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM radio for every vehicle, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It also faces action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up and be heard, or just text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. Portions
5: of the following program may have been prerecorded.
0: Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year.
5: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary.
0: Is it safe?
5: It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. My
3: mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought.
5: Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan.
4: Good morning and welcome King Bang and show the biz 1440. Thank you for listening to us today. You got all kinds of choices out there to be doing on us on a Saturday morning. And we thank you for being part of our little uh, little uh, activity here uh, as we uh, prepare for what appears to be a government shutdown happening. Uh, and and, you know, I I don't know if uh, I can make Specific requests of songs here. I guess I could. Okay. Uh, we probably need the end of the world. Uh, REM's uh, end of the world as we know it here. Um, because I feel fine. I'm actually not that concerned about it. Uh, I will say. Um, I'm more concerned about whether this the wet that looks to be happening outside here. When I was promised a, a sunnier day around 80 degrees. And I'm here in a in, in a... In a golf shirt and shorts, I'm wondering if I've made a good uh, fashion choice for today, or if I'm going to need to go home and put something something heavier on. Um, anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Theme of the hour: Should you really care? I just go down, and I mean this not in the sense of of a political statement. I'm not in, I'm not in the mood of the of the folks that sort of say shut her down. Not what, I, not what I believe. And I'm not going to say that nobody gets hurt in this process. I'll tell you who gets hurt the most are the people that will be required to continue to work, the government employees who are required to continue to work uh, but simply won't get paychecks. Uh, that kind of stinks. Uh, there's about a million such people in the workforce right now out of a workforce of over 150 million such. Um, and you know that's kind of bad. I mean, if I had to come to work each day and they just kept you know, do I have savings? Sure, I do. Um, personally, yes, but there are a lot of you know a lot of staff that would you know, if we weren't able to pay people, um, that would be pretty bad. Now, I say this as a, as a former state legislator who actually was part of a shutdown. I was part of a part of a majority party. Um, in 2011 with a governor who was a member of the other party. And we could not come to an agreement on a budget. So on the 1st of July, things closed out. And I believe, in fact, in state government, the impact is a lot greater than, than in fact, than in, than in national government. We're going to hear, I got clips of people who are sort of like in the Oh, my gosh, things are terrible. This is going to be so bad. Most of it, honest to goodness, is the people who do the cable, the the financial cable news are going to be deprived of the federal government statistics. I'm going to probably have to come up with something else to do next Saturday. Normally, it would be jobs Saturday, and I have a jobs report. I fully expect I'm not going to have a jobs report next week to talk about, so I'm going to have to find something else to talk about. I think I'll be... I think I'll be fine. I think I'll find something else to talk about. It's not like there aren't other data that are out there. I'll talk a little bit uh, probably probably in the next hour, maybe a little bit in this, where there are private data you can use, right, that uh, will be out there. So we get an ADP report uh, in the middle of the week. That will still be issued because ADP is a private company. I've, I've been tracking... Uh, uh, job openings uh, through using uh, the data that's provided by Indeed, which is able to tell me both how many job ads are on their website, how many job openings they say they're going to be. Imperfect measure, for sure. There are a lot of – it looks like uh, on many of these sites there are job openings advertised that are, for lack of a better word, just hot air. They're, they're, it's not really a job opening. Um. And and I, I will I don't think it's interesting to go into all the details of of how we know that, but uh but it's an interesting it, it is uh, for data geeks like those who listen to the King Banyan show. Face it, if you listen to the show regularly, you're probably a bit of a data geek and you might just want to admit it. But most of the concern seems to be either government workers getting not getting paid, some, some about half of America thinks that's terrible. The other half of America is like, "Yeah, to heck with them," um, and the lack of data. Now, over time, will this be a bigger deal? Possibly so. Possibly so. But for the moment, no. So let me use my use my history my history from my one my admittedly very short experience in the legislature, one term, but I was there for the the I was there for the Minnesota State government shutdown in twenty eleven. Everyone thought it was a disaster. It lasted two weeks. Does anyone remember those two weeks now, twelve years later? No, not really. And I'm not again I'll I'll let I'll let my colleagues in the Northern Alliance radio network, uh, Mitch Berg, Brad Carlson, Jack Tomzak. I'll let them all talk over on our sister station, AM 1280 The Patriot 1 o'clock today from I don't know if Mitch is doing the show today or if maybe it's Brad uh, but uh, but I think it's normally Mitch's slot they can talk about the, what's happening with the politics in EC and they can talk about uh, renegade Republicans or, or courageous Republicans depending on how you think about it? I honestly am not interested in that in that part of it. What is fascinating to me is that that is this, and it's partly us. It's partly you and me. Why? Because we have this, for lack of a better word, we have an addiction to the government data. I have the government data calendar memorized, right? I knew, you know, I got up yesterday morning and I actually had to go do something right away, and it's like, oh shoot, I'm going to miss the personal income and expenditures report for for uh, September or yeah, no, uh, no for August. I'm going to miss that report. And then in the next breath, I thought to myself, and that might be the last government report I get to see for a while. I'll tell you about it in the next segment. Don't worry, I'll I'll tell you what's going on there. But um, but we have become so wedded to the data, and you have to ask yourself, really, why? Why are we so addicted to the data? Why are why are we? Because frankly, we think to ourselves, is it because we're going to try to control the economy based on the data? No, that's what they do in D.C. That's what they do in Saint Paul. He doesn't. What you and I do. Oh, the data is going to tell me what the Fed's going to do next. Has that really ever been true? If the if the unemployment report came in on on Friday next week, if let's suppose that they published on schedule, again, I think it. I make the odds at like maybe thirty percent that we'll actually have a jobs report next Friday. Okay, and that's just a. That's just a guess. I mean, I'm just I'm just pulling a number out of thin air and saying, yeah, I think it's probably about 30%. I think it's a little less than one in three chance that they'll settle this thing in a few days. Right. Will it make any big difference to you? Will it make any big difference to the Fed? I don't think so. I think the Fed already knows what it wants to do at the next meeting. I think it's decided it's going to skip yet one more meeting. And I think I increasingly believe they've decided that that last dot for the last rate increase was buying an option. We want the option to go up one more time if the data go against us. But we are so flummoxed right now by by the fact that we haven't been able to predict the economy. We don't have – I don't think there's any st- – I don't think there's a strongly held belief That they have to raise I don't think those folks have a date in their heads I just don't think they were ready To put down the tool Of raising rates To cool the economy Matters to them But would it matter to you If the unemployment rate came in At 3.5 or 4.0 Or 3.7 Those are the logical options 4.0 seems quite unlikely. 3.5 seems quite unlikely. But they're possible. Is your life going to change if it's 3.6 or 3.9? No. Is the person who's who's speculating in the marketplace, yeah, it might. But how many people are like, is that your situation? Because if it is, you have access to all kinds of other data that will tell you which way to... Which way to invest your money? I don't need that. All I so what I'm saying is is this: There will still be people in the air traffic control towers. They are required to be there. Over time, will they will they start looking for other jobs because they're not getting paid? Will they start calling in sick so they can go do some gig work, driving for Uber so they can make some cash? Yeah, maybe. But the, the longest time that you've had one of these shutdowns, happens to be the last one, right, was 34 days. And I went through one of these things. It lasted about 15 days. And you know what the thing was that broke that, broke, that, broke the camel's, the straw that broke the camel's back? Was the need for a slip that gave you permission to stalk A particular brand of beer in the cooler. Minnesota has this arcane law about the sale of beer that said for each for each variety of beer you have. So, you know, if there are five different flavors of some of some seltzer that you want, you have to have a sheet, a document that gives that basically is permission to sell each one of those 5 and they all roll over in July at the beginning of at the beginning of a fiscal year and we couldn't and department of commerce couldn't get those issued it was a huge outcry locally my one issue here was i had a, we had a uh, an electrical storm on on like the second day of the shutdown that knocked out an elevator. And so the elevator needed repair, but before you can turn the elevator back on, you have to have an inspector come from the state to say that the elevator gets to go up and down. Um it's just one floor, but the one somebody on the second floor was uh was wheelchair bound. And we needed someone to come inspect it, so inspect that elevator. So that person could get out of his apartment. And it took two days and a number of phone calls to get that to happen. Um, it, it Yeah, there are people who get hurt by this. They're fairly small. By the way, I also believe that most of the estimates of decreases in GDP as a result of government strikes, of government shutdowns, there isn't enough data to actually come up with a measure that I have. Any confidence is true. And anyone trying to push that theory on you is, is frankly, um, has already decided what conclusion they want to want to have, and so they're finding whatever tool they can to make it happen. Look, i got to go away to a break. We'll be right back. I'll give you more on the history of shutdowns and, and, and what their implications are right after this. You're listening to The King Daniel Show on The Biz,
1: 1440.
6: It's the end of the world. As we know it, it's the end of the world, as we know it. It's the end of the world, as we know it.
0: What is dedication? People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's Dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
5: Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. Help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station.
3: Get ready
2: for an unforgettable night of laughter with the hilarious comedian Jeff Allen.
3: Not only do I have attention deficit, I'm also a functioning hypochondriac.
2: Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet? comedy
3: tour. Well, those days I've convinced myself I need an ambulance, but by the time I get to the phone to call one, I'm a distracted four or five times.
0: Join us on Thursday, November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com dot and save up to ten dollars per ticket. That's TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. dot com.
4: Yeah, Inver Grove Hyundai—they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon Fromegan. All in all, uh, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders.
0: They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler
4: is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, well, he'll he'll remember your name too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020, and uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once, and I, I probably had like a-, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if
0: they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like in you'll feel right at home.
2: Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com.
3: The Ramsey
0: Show. I don't want to be the little pig in the straw house anymore. I'm going to get my crap together. I'm going to get out of debt and have an emergency fund. I'm going to be the little pig in the brick house so when the wolf comes and blows, I don't have credit card debt. I don't have student loan debt. I don't have car payments. I'm under control and I got a pile of money. You know what would happen? The economy would
4: collapse. No, it wouldn't. The economy would boom.
0: No-nonsense financial talk. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 here on The Biz 1440.
4: Hey, this is Matthew
0: with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're roofers that give free, no-obligation, honest inspections. For real. For real. We'd be honored if you look us up at TheKingdomBuilders.com. that's TheKingdomBuilders.com.
1: guns ready
2: hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge
3: of
4: ah thank you as much queen as you can give me today went out last night if you've never been to uh, the Paramount Theater here in St. Cloud, in full disclosure, I've been a member of the uh, of the board of directors of the trust that operates the Paramount Theater for the last, uh, well, for nine years. I'm currently now past president, so I'm technically not on the board, but still volunteer there. Um, their fundraiser was last night, and a Queen tribute band uh, played the, it called the Kings of Queen. If you can, if you, they have a Facebook page, I'm going to recommend them to you to have to look them up. They were amazing in the energy they brought to the stage. A two-hour show, no breaks, no breaks uh, at all, okay? Um, uh, the gentleman that plays, uh, that that impersonates Freddie Mercury did several costume changes, so I guess he gets a break of sorts. He gets to go off stage and change change clothes. Um, Just an amazing show. Uh, absolutely, and and one of my deepest regrets. Um, I saw lots of bands in Boston and in Los Angeles between 1975 and 1984. Um, I lived, I grew up in New England, and uh, had a car and went to many shows in the Boston area in 75 to 79. Then moved to Los Angeles, saw lots of shows out there 79 to 84. That's basically my. I did not go to too many concerts once I moved here to Minnesota, and particularly after I met I met my wife. Um, she's not into such a thing, particularly not getting into a car, driving to the cities, seeing a show, and then getting back in a car and driving back to St. Cloud. This is not her thing. We 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 like our own bed. We do not like hotels, so we're we're not we're not much for traveling. Um, so anyway, I um, I. Uh, uh, So a lot of shows we see, we see here in in the St. Cloud area. We have a couple of nice nice stages. But Queen never was here. Um, And I never somehow saw Queen in that 75 to 84 period, which was kind of the peak powers of Queen, too. It just never turned out that the show was there and I could be there at the same time. Um, Honest to God, there were times where you could sort of of imagine, well, this this, this might be as good as the real thing. No, it isn't. Um. Uh. Th- uh. No, it isn't the same. I'm sure, but uh, they're they were just absolutely great, and um, and just to see a a, a tribute band just pour themselves into playing the people they are they are giving tribute to is remarkable. I, I, I'll take one more minute. I just want to tell. There, I read a story once that was awesome. One of the favorite bands. Who, by the way, I saw three times in that 75 to 84 period. Was yes, I, I, I adore prog rock, uh, and 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 so I listened to a lot of yes as a teenager, and as and, and in my in my early and until I went to L.A. and I kind of s- stopped listening to that to to progressive sometime in my grad school years. Anyway, um, I read this story once, so there was a yes tribute band that was touring, um, just like this band we heard last night, and um. And one night, they were at a show. They're doing a show, and and at w- at one point, someone comes to the front, comes up to the front of the stage, and standing in front of the stage, and they look down, and it's Steve Howe, the, the the lead guitarist from Yes, who's having a good time. They invite him to the stage. He gets up. He plays with them. He plays a he plays um, um a song with them. I don't remember what the song was. This, but the but what happened next was the tribute bands uh, the next day announced that they were ending their touring and they were breaking up the band because nothing could ever be as good as that night. That was cool, (laughs) I will say. I just think that's one of the best stories I've ever heard about about how to go out on top, right? The people we're giving tribute to came and played with us. What's going to get better than that? (laughs) That's a great story. 651-289-4477 the number to call. Questions and comments. The Kings of Queen. I would encourage you to find them on Facebook. They're they're tremendous. Um, anyway, uh, let me. Uh, yeah, I could take the rail down and back to the cities for a show. Actually, Don, you know I can't. This is one of my major complaints about about light rail. It doesn't come here. At t- it's not built for me. It's not. It's built for me to come work for you. It's not come for me to have fun with you. Okay. And God bless. God bless uh, uh, the, uh, the rail system. You know, uh, in many mini- in Minneapolis for at least having a train that goes to Target Field, so I don't have to drive all the way, all the way to see a Twins game. I can get off in Big Lake and go. Um, so. Yes, so you're gonna see in the shutdown. Here's so my basic point is we are addicted to the data. And so if you're listening to the show and you're used to me doing a lot of data analysis, right, the data we use to do the show won't be here. And I'm like, That's okay. All right. I, I I think it's okay because I think I think we've become perhaps too dependent on data. All right. And particularly when I look at government data, I would say to myself, "There's all kinds of private sector data we could use instead. Of uh, instead, we could use data on. Um, we could use date. We could use data on uh, on uh, from the ADP report. We could use data from Indeed if we want to know about if we want to know about jobs. There, are, there's various ways to do that. Um, the the purchasing man, The purchasing managers' index will still be there. S&P will still create their data. Um there will still be information out there. I don't think you can expect yeah, I don't think you can expect a lot a, a lot of data not to be reported. Yeah, the major government numbers won't be there. We won't have, and, you know, but frankly, to me, it's like, well, that just means I won't have to read about how inflation's being tamed because if we take this out, that out, and the other thing out, actually everything looks hunky-dory and the, Fed is, the Fed's too tight. Right? I just, I'm just, you know, enough already with that stuff. So what, let me go through this, let's go through this one more time, right? There have been 10, there have been 10, um, Shutdowns that lasted three days or more this is from the history of the of the house right uh, so if I go through and look look at the appropriations right 10 days 10 days in in September of 70 September 30 you know in 76 12 days in 77 eight days and eight days later in 77 and then another eight days even later because there was a stopgap, stopgap funding that was put in place. Seventy nine. So by the time we get to nineteen eighty one, now there's a set of shutdown procedures that have been put in place. All right. So there's there's some shutdown, there's some procedures put in place that say here's what gets to be closed and here's what doesn't get to be closed. Okay. They they all originate from just a set of legal opinions that were created by the attorney ge- by an attorney general named Civiletti he's from the Carter era from president carter's administration um, and and most of them have used uh, have cut, cut some places day-to-day operations and that other places are fu- furloughed without pay eventually Federal officials carved out exemptions for government employees deemed essential. So, the military will still be working. Law enforcement will still be working. Air traffic controllers will still be working. And yes, Don, the IRS will be working. But the problem is that they won't issue any letters or so forth. Now, there's another tactic that gets used in this And we saw this during my experience With the shutdown back in 2011 Which is often referred to as The Washington Monument Strategy Okay um, is, The Washington Monument Strategy is Quite simply We're going we're gonna to close the thing That hurts you the most I do think that's what happened with the with the beer back in twenty eleven. They were going for something that would would hurt the most. Closing parks is a very common activity uh, because, of course, people want to go to parks. And when you put the sign out, this park closed due to a shutdown from the federal government. Who knows? They might put a picture of Matt Gates on the sign. Um, that's that's going to be. Um, Something they use to try to increase the amount of pain. The wait times at TSA—they're—they're they're technically law enforcement, so they're actually supposed—they're considered essential. But the lines at TSA are going to be absolutely brutal next week. I am very happy I'm not flying anywhere, right? Because this is a strategy that frequently gets employed. We close the things that—that that, you know. We closed, particularly when the parties are not, uh, when they're not in the same party, we typically put, put something in place that uh, that, allow, uh, uh, that allow us to have uh, the maximum pain inflicted to call people's attention to the fact that the government is shut down. But the number of shutdowns, uh, 1978, we had a, one that lasted 17 days. In 1995, we had one that lasted 21 days. Um, That was the battle between, um, and this was all part of the major battle that happened between between Newt Gingrich and and Bill Clinton. And then, of course, the uh, 2019 shutdown that lasted 34 days. You Remember what 2019 was like? It was actually a pretty darn good year in the economy. Do you remember the, do you remember the wailing and gnashing of teeth in December of 2018? No you probably don't because there's a good reason for that It didn't really matter that much We'll be back right after this you're listening to the King bang Show on the biz
2: 1440 Carry on cigarettes. In etiquette. Extraordinarily nice. she's a
5: did you know that an auto accident as slow as two miles an hour is enough to shift your spine out of place and compress a nerve? Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic in Richfield, off 494 and 35W. Because I've also suffered from auto accident injuries, I'll be your biggest advocate to ensure that you get your optimal health and function back. Even if you've been in a minor crash, it's important to seek treatment within the first 24 hours. Most people are in a state of shock and don't feel anything right away because it can take up to two weeks for symptoms to appear. As a corrective chiropractor, we take x-rays to determine what injuries you have to prevent scar tissue from developing and causing further problems. If you've been in an auto accident, we're here to help at Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic. Call us today at 612-545-5672 or go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com.
6: That's
4: 800-504-1123. Welcome back. King Banyan show. The biz 1440. Thank you for uh, listening this hour to the King Banyan show. Um, Last day before an expected government shutdown, unless there's some something that uh, something that is um, something that miraculous should happen, I just tweeted a piece to you to sort of tell you, yes, you can get on a plane. The air traffic controllers will be there. The TSA screeners will be there. They're probably not going to be happy because they don't get paid until the shutdown ends, but they are expected to be there. But you can expect some people if the if the strike goes on for a while will quit others will be taking multiple sick days um you can expect it's going to be a little um uh, it's going to be a little uh, a little tough out there but uh this is this is i think what you should probably probably expect to have happen uh during during the shutdown but that has not prevented people from getting on the uh Getting on uh, 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 television and talking about uh, talking about how terrible things are going to be. This is uh, Ben Harris. He was on Bloomberg uh, on uh, on uh, thir- I think this is from Thursday. Uh, he's a former Treasury, an assistant secretary to the Treasury, I believe from uh, twenty from uh, the second Obama administration, 2014, 2015. Uh, anyway. He was talking about how bad things were. This is some of, the, this is some of the, what you're hearing on the, on the financial cables right now. Let's play this cut
1: five. The Treasury Department, like every other federal agency, has put out contingency plans understanding that this might actually happen. Uh, much mm-hmm. of Treasury operations will continue as normal, so uh, at least for the short term. So Social Security recipients will continue to receive their checks, uh... payments will generally continue to be processed within treasury the big disruption in operations will come from the irs so for example uh, the irs has said that it may have to stop processing some tax transcripts uh, so think about when you apply for a mortgage and you get this tax transcript that might be interrupted um, and so roughly half of IRS employees will not report to work, is my understanding, and reading of the contingency plan uh, on day one of the shutdown.
4: Right. And so when when uh, you get a when someone asks, you know, so what are they fighting over? And one of the things they were fighting over was they don't like the idea of an omnibus spending bill and continuing resolutions. We had that argument. We don't we never we we actually teed up just like the House did yesterday, the US House and the US Senate both teed up short term stopgap funding measures. Um we never acted on them because there wasn't enough support for them. Because that just meant you were delaying the fight until later. And the question was, what would happen later that wouldn't couldn't happen right now? Um I think that there's I, I I think that the most likely outcome because if you go through the history of shutdowns, what happens is is either you get uh, like a one or two day extension and then they come you know, you get a one or two day shutdown, then they do a continuing resolution. More frequently than not, they come back and they have the same fight a week later or a month later, however long the uh the continuing resolution lasts. And then you're just back doing it again, and I don't think the fundamentals of this particular fight change. Right, um, uh, Don asks on 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 the the service formerly known as Twitter, um, is the federal government shutdown worth a return of the U.S. House to regular order? That's what they were trying to do. Uh, they were trying to regular order in this case means passing an appropriations bill. For each branch of the government, uh, when I was in the legislature, we did we would pass a you know a higher ed bill, a K twelve ed bill, a, a health and human services bill, a a uh, judiciary bill that would take care of state police, for example, uh, and, and and so on. Right? We we have a we had to pass a series of bills, and then we needed the governor to sign them all. The issue is really is that the House is willing to to actually pass a bill, but it's a bill that they know they can't get the Senate to agree to because the Senate is in the other party's hands. So the most likely, but the point is, this has been happening regularly since we had the modern budget framework that came into existence after 1974 here in the U.S., and we've had 10 shutdowns that last at least three days um, or 10 that I think it's last three days or five days. I'm trying to remember the exact number. Uh, but uh, there, there's a series of shutdowns, uh, to, uh, Yeah, more than three days. And it's hard to see where any of them become a, uh, a major, have become a major issue. Remember, this is different than the debt ceiling fight in a debt ceiling debate the government can't spend money under the rules that the government adopted again this has happened during the Carter and Reagan administrations all of the the spending that treasury does continues because it's considered an essential function of government So you won't have the threat that we can't issue bonds or we can't, and we can't pay our bills and so forth. Those things will still happen. Okay, those things will still happen. What will not happen is the payment, uh, uh, the payment of workers, uh, and the government. And because you've got some parts of the government shut down, you know they they won't be buying supplies and things like that. But generally speaking, everything that you would think would be in place would be in place, Um, which is not what you hear from this fellow Ben Harris. So Ben Harris has just said, hey, this stuff's going to happen. This stuff's going to happen. But like you won't be able to get you won't be able to get your tax transcript to uh, take care of your mortgage, which felt like a little bit of arcana. I didn't exactly know what he was talking about. I had to go look it up. But it was like, yeah, okay, Yep, you're right. That that would be a problem if you're trying to buy a house in the next two weeks. If you're closing on a house in the next two weeks, there might be a snag on that. But then he goes on. This is, this is again, Ben Harris, former Treasury official, on Bloomberg Thursday, cut six.
1: One point I want to so, make is that not all government shutdowns are created equally. So you go back to 1995. We had that 21-day mm-hmm. shutdown, but that only impacted about a quarter of discretionary spending and military was not included you go back to the shutdown that happened under the trump administration that lasted for 35 days only about 33 percent of government spending was impacted and the military was not included we're talking about the whole suite of appropriations bills here 100 percent of discretionary spending is potentially on the table uh so this shutdown could even be worse than ones we've seen in the past could be and
4: certainly the military bill. I mean, they tried a couple times to move the defense appropriations bill uh, through the floor and get it and and get it get it passed and sent over to the Senate. The issue there is is a number of uh, of riders. Okay, sometimes often a spending bill also includes policy, and so the spending bill can include things like don't spend money on aid to Ukraine, about which the the majority party in Congress can't make up its mind what it wants to do about that. And if it were to choose, and I'm not expressing an opinion about Ukraine, but the point here is is that because Speaker McCarthy said would not pass a bill that didn't have support, that couldn't pass with just Republican votes... He can't go to the Democrats and say, I'm going to move the defense bill, but I'm going to need your help to get the Ukraine money in it. If he does this, he probably loses his speakership. And that's the deal that but that's the deal that was made and that when you say regular order, that is part of regular order. But it's also part of regular order to allow votes on things that you that are matters of of debate within the House. And the speaker does not want to allow a debate on a debate and vote on on Ukraine aid because it will probably pass. And then his vote, fo- then the members of the Republican Party that do not wish to support aid to Ukraine will immediately file a motion to vacate the chair, meaning that they're going to try to remove Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Okay, so that's why that's not moving. and that's why that's a little bit bigger. I think they'll find their way around that particular issue. There's even policy issues in there because you've got the debate about whether or not, whether or not uh, the military can spend money on having one of their female service members fly from a state where where abortion is not permitted to go to a state where it is. Okay, that's that's also an element of that debate, and that's a policy issue. But because it touches money, it's part of the appropriations bill. And there's a debate within within the Republican Party about whether or not to agree to that or not. And then sending it over to the Senate. Right. It takes two to tango. Right. It's going to you know, even if you could get something through the House, the Senate has to agree to it. Right. Or else it doesn't go up to the president. And then you got to get the president to sign it. In our in our situation with our shutdown, we had bills passed by regular order on the governor's desk. By Friday before the Monday when we had to when we had to adjourn. And and on on it was Sunday night before the governor actually said, you know what, I'm not signing those. And that's that's how the shut that's how a shutdown that's how we headed toward a shutdown. Takes all the parties to agree. And so the blame can't be just on one party either there. This as much politics as I'm going to talk about. We'll come back and I'll play a little mo- more of the the hair-pulling opinion about, oh my gosh, shutdowns are so terrible. They're not. They really aren't. We'll be back after this King Banyan show, The Biz 1440.
0: A kid in the America
3: I grew up in, we didn't have to pay for driver's ed. They wanted $250 to put my kid through driver's ed. I said, I'll teach my son to drive a car.
0: We all know what it's like teaching your teenager to drive.
3: Took that boy out for an hour, came home, wrote a check out for $500.
0: <laughs> and we've all prayed silent prayers in the passenger seat.
3: You saw the truck, right son? You saw that truck? No way, pops. That was lucky.
0: <laughs> but no one tells it like comedian Jeff Allen. AM 980 The Mission is hosting a clean all-ages comedy night on November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. Don't miss your chance to hear Jeff's hysterical stories and his inspiring testimony in person.
6: This kid was scary. When he had his learner's
3: permit, we let him drive us to church every Sunday. That way we got our prayer time in before we got there.
0: Visit am980themission.com to buy general admission, Gold Circle,
2: or VIP meet-and-greet tickets. Buy today and save up to $10 per ticket. George Orwell's book, 1984, was supposed to be fiction, not a roadmap. He understood the importance of this mindset when he said, If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Today, more than ever, our classrooms have become a place of conformity and not liberty. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson, as they lead the conversation about what's required to take steps forward in putting these liberties back in our classrooms and our country. Education America tackles the biggest issues around education, including critical race theory, racial equity, school choice, and so much more. Tune into Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Saving the classroom starts with being informed and being ready to stand up. Join Rebecca and Abigail Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot.
5: This is Jane Robelow, co-host on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. When it comes to supporting local food banks or raising money for those in need, our listeners know they can count on this station to lend a helping hand. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for community connection. A new bill in Congress would ensure AM radio remains free in vehicles. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com.
2: Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org.
6: Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com.
4: Welcome back, King Bang Show. The Biz 1440, last show of September. Yeah, it's it's the fifth week show. Uh, so we typically don't have as much data, and we'll have even less. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's the last day to play that song, says Spencer, and he is right. We won't hear that again for 11 months, I would guess. Um, anyway, 651-289-4477. Next hour, we'll get back to some other of the news, but... I just, I, I'm sorry to ventilate so much about about the shutdown piece, but the news I keep hearing, I mean, I'm just going to play a couple more cuts here because I just, I, I think they're overwrought. Um, let's play this. This is, again, this is this this is Ben Harris. He was an assistant secretary of the Treasury. There are, I don't know how many assistant secretaries of the Treasury there are in an administration at any time. Uh, dozens. I'll leave it at that. Uh, let's play this. This is cut seven
1: those numbers will not be available, period. Now, you've seen some Fed officials say, look, we can go, we can turn to other sources of data. They can turn to private sources of data to try to get a sense of what's going on. But if I'm making, if I'm on the FOMC or if I'm staffing someone on the FOMC, I really want the best data possible uh, so that person can can make the, the best informed decision. So you're telling me then that the government
4: data is the best data, right? So telling... Uh if you want data on on new cars, the government has better data data than J.D. Power or Kelly Blue Book, or you know, uh, the government has better better data on gas prices than than GasBuddy, which I use pretty frequently. Um, uh, there, I mean, there are data sources everywhere. Particularly when it comes to measuring prices, there's data sources everywhere. When it comes to measuring jobs. Uh, you've got ADP, you've got Indeed, you've got, you've got, uh, 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 you've got. Uh, if you need real estate, you've got Zillow. Uh, you've got, as I mentioned, the PMIs. You don't. I don't know why we're all losing our minds about all of a sudden the government not producing data. It just doesn't make sense to me. Let's go on. This is Mark Zandy, who I believe was on uh, CNBC. I think this is from CNBC uh no no this is he was on yahoo finance uh at, 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 on on thursday as well uh making this point this is mark sandy cut 8 I don't get
0: that sense this go around i think there's a lot of confusion which you know makes me nervous that this the shutdown can go on for longer you know if it's a couple three weeks that would be typical no big deal obviously it's a big deal for the government employees that are furloughed that probably be about about a million employees but other than Those folks, you know, I I don't think it's a big deal. If it's a month, you know, that's kind of on par with the longest we've had in history, the one we experienced back in 2018-19. Then things start to go off the rails. Uh, You you know, the things that government does that's really key to making things work uh, efficiently start to to break. Uh,
4: But, again, from a macroeconomic perspective, you know, pretty small. There you go. Much more, I think, reasonable in that case. Sandy's right. The impact of this thing is likely to be fairly small. I don't see there being. I, I don't. And again, I. Someone said, "Well, you know the the, you know there's going to be lost GDP because the lunch I could have had yesterday that I could have had yesterday, but did it because of the shutdown. I can't make up by eating two lunches today." I'm like, first of all, I said, "Well, you're just not. If you haven't had two lunches ever at a at a at a lunch meeting, you're just not trying." Um, you should try harder. Uh, second, secondly, um, very little of the spending we're talking about will ever actually go away. It is simply shifted out. Do you, what the what the issue really is 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 remember we spend too much money. We're in a period with with where the unemployment rate has been below four percent for over a year, and we're having a deficit of near three trillion dollars. If we were to spend, say, say two hundred billion less as a result of this, which is on the outside, this would be the wildest dreams of the hardline GOPers. Would probably take out two hundred billion dollars out of a three trillion dollar deficit. It's not nothing, but it's also not a lot, and it doesn't get at the fundamental issues that are dri- driving the size of the deficit. Okay, so I think this is. Eighty percent politics and twenty percent policy, uh, which is true in almost every every shutdown. The policy implications are not that large, and frankly, when it comes to what data will we use to think about what's going on in the job market or what's going on with inflation, my point remains: there is tons of private data out there that you can that you can use in in its place. In, in place of having that that information um, so uh, red book uh, the ASA weekly staffing index rail traffic we've talked about all of these they're all out there for you to use if you want to have that kind of of information don't fear don't fear the shutdown I say we'll be back with more we'll talk about the strikes again because one well, we got settled this week King Banyan show the biz 1440.
2: At Staples, you can count on every project being print-perfect, guaranteed. I need invitations and posters printed, and they have to be perfect.
5: I need beautifully bound booklets and presentations for my business.
2: Your invitations and booklets will be in captivating color and will be done right every time. That's Staples' print big promise. And right now at Staples, get $50 off your print purchase of $150 or more. Try Staples and see the difference. Ends ten fourteen. Exclusions apply. See associate or visit staples.com slash print for details.
5: Every 40 seconds, a child is reported missing. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping find missing kids. You can be a part of their mission by donating your unwanted car. Call 1 800 775 5622. You'll receive the maximum tax deduction and we provide fast, free pickup. Call 1 800 775 5622. Donate your unwanted or unused car. Call 1 800 775 5622. This advertisement was paid for by Cars R Us and Find the Children.
0: We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer.
5: What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why
2: did you choose JTR Roofing?
5: After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR.
2: What
1: did you think of the work JTR did?
5: The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRroofingInc.com to set up your no obligation consultation. That's JTRroofingInc.com.
2: When the markets are down,